Wait, where are you going? I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do. Everybody keeps waiting for you to work it in. It's kind of like your calling card. I understand you're interested in drug dealers. Yes. Jack, let's hand the henchman the glass side. Sir, are you a henchman? No, I only go as far as lucky. Will there be anything else? Yeah, take off your sunglasses. Who's asking? The Tin Man. Well, Tin Man, suppose you hit the bricks. No, they're the wrong colour. Are they? Oh, dear. By all means, let's change them. Would arterial red suit you? Make no mistake, they are exceptionally well-trained. I snap my fingers again, and sometime tomorrow you emerge from several canine recta. Or you and Toto can go back to the land of Oz. Questions? Yeah. Two of them. Why am I wasting time and time stop pots like you? I could be doing something much more dangerous. Like rearranging my sock drawers. And two, how exactly are you going to snap your fingers after a rip off both of your thumbs? <laughs> Have a nice day. doing it big gun style <laughs> there it is i just wanted to get his voice in there yeah we're doing a show today and we're focusing in on the last action hero which was originally eric's choice a couple of weeks ago and you know things happen society's got issues uh we didn't do a show last week which is really unheard of for the show ever right Un- unprecedented unprecedented that's a fact but we're back now, and I got to tell you guys, in a way, is a uh, good luck, Big Gun. We'll just more Big Gun later. We're going to focus on The Last Action Hero. <laughs> Does it hold up or not as our main segment today? But 
the time off, Travis, Eric, uh, I actually am really happy to be back for the show, and I feel invigorated and excited to be here, and I love doing this show, and it just reminded me of how much I do enjoy this show. Man, let me tell you, you know, I was really happy when my brother came into town uh, earlier in August, but it was you know, one of the only shows I had ever missed, and then I was there for the next show, and then the next show we didn't have. So it's been literally been like a month of only doing the show once during that month, which I've not done in two and a half years. And wow. I did not care for that. I don't like that. I rely on you guys. Uh, I rely on this feeling of normalcy that the Cinema 9 podcast brings me. I hated that we didn't have anything at all, that we, we didn't really have anything ready. We weren't like, like didn't have any you know, like a greatest clip show. We need to have something ready in <laughs> case this ever happens, up again, happens again. We do. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, Eric, I know you feel the same way. Yeah, but I'm comforted by the fact that I I finally tried Fresca. I've never had this stuff in my entire life, and I picked some up last week. I cannot stop drinking it. It's so good. How about a Fresca? Cool. Congratulations. <laughs> I know uh, what well, Ted Knight would be very proud right now. Is that right? You yes. buy Fresca. Okay. Yes. Well, really good. Like a smooth <laughs> squirt. Other than that, I'm doing good. A smooth Fres- squirt? Squat. Squirt. Uh, big mistake with the fresca (laughs) no no picking up this two liter of fresca was not a big mistake (laughs) (laughs) rubber baby buggy bumpers yeah we'll get to all that later in the show the last action hero is is. (laughs) (laughs) there it is Wow. Yeah, we'll talk about the last action hero. Does it hold up? That's our main event today. Uh, Travis Roya, Eric Bradshaw, Michael Govier here, Cinema 9 Podcast. Cinema 9 Pod at protonmail.com. You want to send us an email, five star review. We would love that. I mean, if you like the show, our, our subscriber base is growing on YouTube thanks to Eric's efforts and engaging with the audience and other shows, which, speaking of other shows, next week we'll have a guest on, Eric, won't we? We're going to welcome Raiders of the Lost Podcast, which is an exceptional. Um, program featuring a couple of really awesome guys who do uh, fantastic work so i'm pumped so am i (laughs) (laughs) we're all pumped yeah it's gonna be great really good things about this podcast are they both coming on yeah i believe so i heard oh cool i didn't know that all right great um guys i sullied the rep of our show a bit (laughs) you sure did i wasn't gonna say anything about it but i was embarrassed for us yeah, I Sorry. totally, totally blew it on a appearance I had lined up a couple of weeks ago, and I it was eleven o'clock on a Tuesday about nine days ago, and I was like, oh shit, that's right, and I it, I was just so spaced out with all these things I was doing, and I am so sorry. I owe a big apology to everybody over there who you know you guys. <sighs> There's just no excuse. I got nothing. I got nothing but say I'm sorry to the Nightwing and to everybody over there. Check out the Nightwing and his show. It's part of a bigger podcast network they got going on. I strongly recommend it. He's the king content creator of his own world, the Nightwing podcast and the MSK show. And you can find him on Twitter at C9MSK7. C9MSK7. It'll say at the Nightwing. He's got a great show. I did watch a few episodes to get a feel for it, but then I just... I spaced. I spaced, guys. And I'm sorry. Have you, have you ever I done owe the whole before? show. <laughs> no way. 
<laughs> my whole life just wouldn't function with I don't know how I ever did anything before the alarms in my phone, the calendar on my phone. Like we were talking before the show about the Sunny Day Real Estate Show coming up, and I'm like, I bought tickets, right? Because I just didn't put it in my in my calendar. I know I bought tickets, but I'm like, oh, good thing you said something. I probably would have ended up sitting on my couch that night, being <laughs> next day, being where were you? I'm like, oh, I totally <laughs> fucking forgot. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god, yeah. So uh, I could say nothing, but I'm sorry. And uh, if you want me on your show or any of us on the show, we're all very much interested in doing that. And I swear this will never happen again. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, so with the layoff here, uh, any exciting news in your lives? Anything that you're looking forward to? Is there something that happened to you in the world that you went on a vacation? Did anyone go up north? Did anyone go outside? Did anyone stay indoors? Yeah, I went up to uh, I went up to uh, Michigan's beautiful Upper Peninsula once again. It's kind of my home away from home. Again? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you drive right by our homes when you do that? No, or? I go up. <laughs> I, I go up through Wisconsin. Uh, I take Wisconsin North up into UP. But other than that, man, I school started up, so I'm back in the classroom. I'm very, very excited to be back. Uh, feels good. Um, it's getting a little stir crazy at home, so it's very good to be back with my with my kids. That's awesome. Yeah, school started back up in full for me this past week too, and I'm getting up uh, real early. Yeah. Um, new schedule, which is I'm kind of actually liking it a little bit. I'm getting er, a little earlier than I need to and get my day started. It feels kind of nice. And sure. uh, my younger brother James, shout out to him and his new wife Sam. Got oh wait, here we go. Married back in May. Shout. <laughs> uh, but they had a reception this past Saturday, and it was lovely. That's awesome. It was great. Oh, love a good wedding. Love yeah. a good wedding. Congratulations! Yeah. Awesome. It's exciting. It's yeah. I guess... Go ahead. You hear you hear, you hear good things. What's that? You hear... <laughs> <laughs> I hear good things about this marriage institution. <laughs> well, I yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I'm doing this show. This is the first show I've ever done in Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. live here though. I want to make this very clear to the government. I do not live here. I'm just visiting. Nope. nope. No, sir. But Just big things out. happening in your life, that's for sure. Dig in, buddy. Tell us what's going on with you. Well, uh, well yeah, I got some uh, you know, opportunities to get paid to do some of this stuff, which has always been part of the exciting dream. Uh, it's all wow. sports-related stuff, but I'm excited for that. I'll be at FTN Fantasy. So if you are into sports, gambling, gambling's huge in Michigan. It's become it's become like bigger than the Great Lakes now. Michigan's known for gambling <laughs> as much as anything else these days. Endless commercials. Boop, 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 boop. But... Uh, you know, if you're into it, FTN Fantasy, check it out. Hit me up. Oh. Follow me on Twitter, MJ Govey. You'll see more about that stuff. I'll be writing about fantasy sports and talking gambling picks. And and then I did a video for this thing called The Game Day, which you can follow on TikTok and all your standard social medias. They're just like quick hitters. Where I Last Friday, I went to the Lions-Falcons preseason game, which I would never go to ever. But I didn't actually go to the game. I just went outside and interviewed people cold <laughs> as day. Walk out. Eric, think about this. How terrifying Jesus. is this? I walked up to people, didn't know who I was at all. I said, hey, would you like to be on camera and ask her a bunch of questions? <laughs> Man on the street, Mike Govier. Exactly. Well done. Yes, MOS. Uh, it was, the first two were rough. I felt uncomfortable, and I realized I've been spending a lot of time at home over the last <laughs> few years. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah, and I real I was, I just... I got into the groove eventually, but the first couple, I was mm. like, man, I got to get out and start like talking to people face-to-face a little bit more. You know, this so is I, easier. It is. I felt at my brother's wedding. I was like around all these people, and like I was getting like sensory overload. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't been around this many people in like two and a half years. Right? 
I know. It really hit me hard. So I'll get some more reps in. They they liked what they saw. And, you know, they're just, if you want to check it out, go check out the game day. And there's these quick videos of people answering questions about the Lions. And some people are really fascinating creatures. And you learn, they're human beings, too. And you learn a lot about them and humanity by talking to these people. And mm. we got a whole swath of all kinds of people. A lot of women, too, more than ever. Like, NFL games are almost equally men and women now. It's I don't know what it's like because I don't really go to the games anymore, but that's what it's like. And uh, I learned a lot about our local people. Good job out there. Keep it going, guys. Hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, and then uh, the Canada thing, my girlfriend lives over here, so Leanne. And we did the first day pod with somebody last week, so if you want to check that out. uh, We're doing, like, monthly episodes now. Eric, I know you enjoy the show, and uh, we're just trying to keep it going but do it monthly. Sure. used to be weekly. But... It's still an informative and useful podcast, I believe. And trying to get over here is hard. I got really, really sweated by a border guard yesterday coming into Canada. It was, oh, really? it was awful. It was so yeah. awful. Like all of a sudden, like your whole future, your immediate future is like, oh, is it up in the air now? Right now? I'm like, what? I didn't, I didn't do anything. I, I thought I get 180 days. Yeah. So he really freaked me out. And we really got to make this thing legal. That's what I know mm. for sure. Okay, so there it is. How about, uh, I think we used to call it quarantine viewing picks is what we used to call it. Quarantine viewing picks, is that it? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) what have you been watching, Mr. Roy? Now, boy. This could be a long one because it's been a minute. What have you been watching? Yeah, let's let's lean into a lengthier episode, guys. Why not? Mm. Um, Well, you know, I watched some really good stuff over the last couple of weeks. I didn't watch a ton of stuff, but I, I did watch some really good stuff. I'll start with the less sensational stuff. I turned off a movie, for instance. <gasps> I turned off They Them from this year, uh, the Kevin Bacon uh, horror film. Man, I really want, like, whatever the fucking critics said, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I bet I'm going to like it. I bet they're wrong. It's got a non-binary lead. I bet it's going to be really good. It was terrible oh one of the only movies i turned off in a long time and and (sighs) spoiler alert for those that probably need to know this egregious dog death in this horror movie maybe the most egregious dog death in a horror movie i've ever seen since fear hated it (laughs) awful worse than fear it was awful cool premise i wonder what went wrong (sighs) the execution Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready for like a a, a, a new addition to like the camp horror mm-hmm. scene, but sure. it, it was not good. Can um, I ask I, you a question? You can, sir. Thank you. So you said the lead was a non-binary. Uh, was it the the character or the person? I'm just curious. No, the act the actor is is non-binary oh, okay. playing a non-binary person. So I was wanting to ask you guys about this, and I just forgot, but that reminded me. Uh, the recent hubbubaloo about James Franco playing Fidel Castro. Uh, I'm wondering how you guys feel about, because there's part of me, I'm very much a progressive person and I'm always about advancing human rights as fast as possible. But at the same time, acting is uh, an adventure. Acting is where you are pretending and you are going to play a person that you are not supposed to be, right? So I'm just curious if you guys uh, have any thoughts on that. How many ethnicities do you think John Turturro and Tony Shalhoub have played collectively? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. That's an excellent, uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff Curtis plays every single... Cliff Curtis, get him in there. Yep, yep. Get Stanley Tucci in there, too. Why yep. not? Benicio. It's... it's, a, it's Yeah, I, I mean, but by the same token, when you're dealing... like. I'm, 
like when Ben Affleck played uh, what's his name Lopez from uh, from Argo, it's kind of like you if you're directing, couldn't you get? There's so many good Latino and uh, actors. It's not all or nothing, right? It's not one or the other. I think there's varying circumstances for each case, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And also, but also, you're dealing with Castro, and the movie's about Castro's daughter for for starters. So it's not about Castro, but still, mm. it's going to be a pretty major thing. But like. Honestly, I feel like the the roles that James Franco is getting right right now, people like you know Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac would be like, no fucking thank you. Like uh, we're doing <laughs> good work right now. We're not gonna take your paltry sum of whatever. Blah blah. Because I mean, he's like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's probably not a, a role or at the level of their quality. Frankly, I mean, dude, I, I used to really like James Franco in the past. Uh, the fact is, he paid a two million dollar settlement for some very, very egregious and disgusting misconduct issues that I'm not over. But, I mean, what better way to get over that cancellation than to go into brownface in your next role, your comeback role? What the fuck is this? Mm, wow. Yeah. Well, it's not a comeback well, role. He's been working the whole time, but it's been like, um, you know, overseas and shit. Really Small time. Of, yeah, indie yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, Thanks. well, look, I, I'm not forward or against it. I just, it's not even that example, too. There's but a lot of stuff, you know, the Scarlett Johansson and the trans uh, mm -hmm. movie that she mm -hmm. was going to play. Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> yes. Sorry, uh, <laughs> so I, I just think it's, I, to me, it's never all or nothing. Like, I don't really do absolutes, hopefully, most of the time. I try to avoid that. But when you're acting, you are, I, I don't, there needs to be more people represented from all cultures. And that is something that is long overdue. And that's slowly being corrected right now. So I'm all for that. But there will still be situations where, like, if somebody is a white dude who wants to play a character, I'm not saying get into blackface or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That is not the point. But I'm just saying if it's somebody, they're a gay character. Are gay characters only supposed to play gay characters? It's stuff like right. that where you start getting caught up in some stuff that I think will start pigeonholing everybody. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't want anyone to be pigeonholed. I just want. I want equal opportunity in the end. So yeah, ultimately, Sorry, I, I, no, that's okay. Ultimately, I'm with you. I think that you know, for the most part, people. But there might there might be some some sometimes some kind of extenuating circumstances. Like if it wasn't James sure. Franco, someone that collectively we're all kind of already still angry with, would we care? Exactly. Right? That's a that's the whole point. Context of each individual case. I agree. James Marsden is playing Fidel Castro. <laughs> Do we have a problem with this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's built up a lot of cachet. Cachet is king. It really is. <laughs> All right. So uh, other movies I watched that maybe didn't blow me away were Mystic Pizza. I revisited that. I hadn't seen it as a kid. Man, like there's really just not a lot there. Um, I was like, oh, I guess that's why I kind of forgot it. It's just too bad. Uh, Lightyear, uh, pretty, you know, I've heard it described as interstellar for children and that's pretty much dead on uh it's 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 it was okay i didn't i didn't hate it but it was kind of middling oh guys i watched episode five of, of kenobi okay all right in, oh you did in the past two weeks yep didn't get around get closer six, but... <laughs> oh, i did put my, oh, I put my finger on what i really got a problem with though mm. are you guys familiar with the volume not not the sound but the 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 recording uh process called the volume so the volume is, it's a very old idea. They used to do this back in like in silent film. It's just projected stuff on a big screen. So rather than acting in front of a green screen, you're actually acting in front of projected backgrounds. And so that's what um, they invented for 
Mandalorian. They did that with the book of Boba Fett. They did it with here. But like, for instance, no big spoiler here. At one point in episode five, they're like kind of cornered in this section, um, like of like this kind of cave-like area. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it mm-hmm. looks like a fucking soap opera. It <laughs> looks like a soap opera to me. And I felt like that through so much of it. And then once I learned about the volume, which is this projected, you know, like the floor will be mm-hmm. kind of classy and nice and looking like set decoration or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like what's actually going on in the background is all just being projected there. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much <sighs> sense. It all feels so flat and like, I don't know, like lifeless. Anyway, so maybe I'll get around to episode six. Wow. Number five didn't, didn't thrill me. Um. You know what yeah. did thrill me a uh, long time ago? You know, God damn it. Sometimes I don't watch a movie until I'm ready to watch it. You know, someone recommends something. I'm like, I'll put that on the list. And then finally, eight years later, whatever, I'm like, oh, I'll watch that because I'm in the re- exact right mood now. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. And sometimes it's like I was wasting my life all the time <laughs> wasted that I could have been enjoying this movie. I'm talking about a movie that Brian Madison, a good friend of ours, recommended when he came on uh, the Indonesian film The Raid from 2011 just oh okay awesome just awesome dude just some of the best action i have seen edge of your seat shit man like just simple premise very new jack city you gotta like clear an apartment that's like full of baddies or whatever but the 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 whole way it's done is just so badass that's just a lot of fun to watch i mean i got over the subtitles very quickly which don't really bother me anyways but this Mm -hmm. is very much an action-oriented movie and and the set, speaking of sets, I mean, it literally looks like it's <laughs> the sets are terrible. It's so cheap. But the the action choreography is probably the best I've ever seen in any film. It's it's like just the, fight, the fighting choreography. You gotta see this and, movie. It's one of those things like you see it and you're like, oh, so uh, those guys over at Marvel and like, you know, Netflix and that kind of stuff, they were, they were watching this. They saw this because this hmm. is kind of like when, like when I watched Old Boy, I was like, oh, okay, I can see how this influenced some stuff because this was. It was great. I'm definitely going to watch the second one. Um, The well-received Predator sequel, Prey. Did either one of you guys watch this? Not yet. I I can't wait to see it. Uh, I just can't get the time. I loved it. Um, this, right. is the, this is the best received uh, offering Hulu has ever put out, show or film. It's got the most numbers of anything they've ever done. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, this is, wow. this is clearly the th- third or second best predator film it's really good it's really good. i mean it's not like blow you out of the water but that's part of the way that's partly why it works it's just like hey the predator you know the predator mm. here's the premise now we'll just let it play out you know um it was great cool definitely recommend it uh what else did i go do um the golden child <laughs> the golden child that's, there's no reason right. for this movie to exist in the same universe as big trouble in little china i mean i saw this when i was a kid and all it did was make me not eat oatmeal for like five years um, <laughs> <laughs> still not very good <laughs> yeah. uh, but some tv i watched was really good i watched uncoupled the first season of uncoupled the new um oh. uh, neil patrick harris show from the okay. from the guy that behind the two like guys behind sex in the city and modern family which all three of those things together what a lovely uh combination of things it really was great i enjoyed un- uncoupled quite a bit um i also really enjoyed the sandman this you know this has been oh, in the works shit. for a long Boy. time I've ever i binged it hard man i did it like two days like uh, the weekend before last i didn't leave my house i left last Fuck. weekend but the weekend before that i, I was just like I, I, all i want to do is watch the sandman i really enjoyed it so it's good. That's yeah, awesome. it's awesome. Finally, dude, 
Uh, I have heard a lot of talk and I don't want to build it up too much because I watched a couple episodes of the show and I was like, oh, I get why people like it. Um, it's pretty good. And by the time the eighth episode, the final episode of the season was over, I was like in tears. The Bear on Hulu is so good. There are so many shows about cops and lawyers and all that shit and you know doctors and shit but it's just about like this it's about a guy trying to save his, his brother dies and now he's trying to save his brother's uh business and it's all just the whole cast is the the, the cooks the chefs and it's just like the uh drama between them and like in his personal life it is it is really a fantastic show wonderful Amazing. critiques of of capitalism of of how art you know striving for art the, it's i i don't want to get too uh, you know i don't want to inflate it too much but i really recommend incredible it's really good the yeah bear. i loved it uh you watched it too has, yeah i loved it i loved it, it was amazing it took me a, a minute to get around because you know jeremy allen white who's fucking fantastic in the show oh, he's so good i just i hate shameless so much i de fucking detest he was, shameless he was my favorite part oh. of shameless so i was ready for that him him oh, and uh, the other God. brother who, whose name is escaping me right now mm. um the, those two guys were my i, I did yeah. stop watching shameless because i'm like where is this fucking going but that oh, guy is a really fantastic. really good actor and do the, the music Platt. choices oliver platt of course and just like the simple uh, it's fucking springsteen man it's it's so yeah. simple and so like it's like every man shit it's yeah. really good yeah you just want to cheer after every episode and like go <laughs> yeah. do something yeah yeah that's awesome and that was I mean, it that'd, that'd be my main recommendation the bear that's awesome wow they're solid uh fuck man i watched a few movies mostly i've been watching mostly i've been watching leave it to beaver <laughs> still <laughs> still yeah i'm gonna kill the series what do you want from me man like uh i don't, like I don't know when you get when you get into power tony dow farewell yeah, absolutely dow. yeah um i watched two movies about stalkers uh what about bob never gets old <laughs> yep. what else can be said classic legendary unbelievable Could be overrated no never, never. hold up uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, and then I went back to 1973 for Clint Eastwood's directorial debut, Play oh, Misty for me. God damn, it's so fucking good, man. It's awesome. Never seen that it's either. really ahead of its time. I mean, this is 15 years before Fatal Attraction. Uh, disc jockey gets um, he has this, this nutcase fan after him and he can't shake her off. It's fucking fantastic thriller. Loved it so much. Um, the title makes me think of uh, <laughs> the Naked Gun <laughs> Part Two, uh, where they Frank and Jane are separated and they meet up again mm -hmm. at a bar where a guy's playing the hits on the piano at the bar. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, play it again, Sam from sure. Casablanca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to see it. Starts it. going. It's ding dong, the wicked witch, wicked witch, wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. That's so funny. God, that's a good one. Jesus Christ. Um, it's hilarious. You got to see that. See it in the context of the movie. You'll laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but how does it connect to what he was saying? That's what I'm puzzling. Because I hear, he's, hey, play Misty for me. Hey, Sam. Play it again, you know, Sam. Play it again, Sam. Oh, it just reminds me yeah. like someone requesting oh. songs at a piano. That's what I, right. mean, I hear that title. Does that make more sense now? Yeah, sure. I should have led with that. I should have led with that. Yeah. We're confused still. Uh, fantastic thriller. Uh, um, Pennywise, the story of it. I've been waiting like five years for this to come out. What's it uh, on? I just rented it off, oh. off Prime. I, I had to spend five bucks on it. Um, it's 
kind of just like your standard like bonus feature that should have been on the DVD like 30 years ago. Uh, but fun, you know, fun. A great reminder about uh, the impact that that had, especially on kids like in 1990 who just watched it and were like, holy shit, what the fuck am I, am I seeing here? <coughs> Excuse me. Fresca attack. Fresca. Uh, yeah, but a good doc. All the players are there. Tim Curry gets interviewed, and it's good to see him talk about that role, which I've never really seen him uh, talk about too much, his influences, his approach to, to one of the great horror icon villains of all time. And I got to tell you, man, that's it, man. Leave it to Beaver. Pennywise, play mystery for me. What about Bob? There you go. Skimpy couple of weeks. We've been living yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, oh. In the bear. Oh guys. At some point. <coughs> the bear. Fantastic. Sometimes you eat the bear, and sometimes the bear eats you, you know? You got Fresca Lung? <laughs> Fresca Lung! <laughs> okay. So for me, I wanted to go back. I watched JCVD again. I was so impressed <laughs> again, by it. What the fuck? So I, I fired it up again, and I wanted to give. I mean, he does this monologue. Yeah. Straight. No cuts. And he's truly emotional. It's powerful. It's shockingly powerful of a man who's wanted the best of everything, who came from little, and he got it all. And then he kind of, you know, it's a classic tale. Too much over the top. You start using drugs, all this stuff. And he, a guy who truly felt like he maybe he regretted some of that stuff. While you're watching a movie that's fictional, but it's meta. It's like mega meta around the time when Curb Your Enthusiasm is really huge and all that stuff. But And actually, mm -hmm. like, the movie we're going to do here shortly, which sure. may be the original uh, when it comes to meta stuff. But, man, it's just, I really, really like this movie. And it's easily climbing into, like, elite territory for me. I, I don't know what it is exactly. I wasn't, like, a psycho, hardcore Jean-Claude Van Damme fan by any means. I watched some of his movies when I was a kid, and they passed the time. So, I don't know. I just really want to recommend of, it. What do you think of the quality, though? Because I, I I agree with you last time how much I enjoyed it because I really like the story and I really like JCVD himself, his acting. Uh, the cinematography, though, it's awfully fucking dark and like kind of hard to see what's going on a lot of the time. It's like, did you shoot this on VHS? What is that? <laughs> it looks like it was a skeleton crew. It really does. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like they blew their wad on the opening. <laughs> or on him. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, it honestly feels like you're watching a pirated movie. You're like, oh, dang, yes. looking. It doesn't bother me though. You're right. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it to me is part of the charm of it. I, it feels yeah, like I it's that. like that's where he is in life too. And there's <laughs> so many commentaries about everything going on. So yeah. you're right. You are right about that. Uh so I guess uh, I didn't watch a ton of other straight fictional films besides, of course. I definitely. It'd be so funny if I had two weeks to watch Last Action here and I didn't watch it. That'd be really funny. It wouldn't uh, be a surprise, be though. Surprise at all. <laughs> no way! I wouldn't miss this one, guys. Not to get any spoilers yet, but I fired up the unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay. But oh, okay. I, I had to pause it about twenty minutes in, and I, I never got back to finishing it. So that's incomplete this time. But I'm really look. I do want to watch it, and I really enjoyed the first twenty minutes. So I can't wait to finish it. All right. Kind of right. cool. It's sad. But uh, other than that, uh, cruised over to Netflix recently, which I don't have, but over here in Canada, they have it. So uh, <laughs> they got some good stuff there. I watched, man, have you guys seen The Most Hated Man on the Internet? No, no, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger. Yeah, no, thank you. Oh, like, so you're like, all right, I know what this is about, and I don't even want to deal with this. Yeah, correct. 
Yeah. Well, I don't want to, like, I, I know enough about him. I've seen his punchable face. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you about this, then, Travis, because you've been around and you know music. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> You're fucking old. Uh, have you ever heard of, so there used to be things called scenes, like, yeah, hardcore scene yeah, or screamo. yeah, like the screamo punk scene, scene or screamo. Yeah, but sure. apparently so they just co-opted the word scene and called their scene the scene. And I'd okay. never heard of this. Is you have you heard of this? Like the scene as a scene of music in a period of time from like the mid to late two thousands to the early beginnings of the last decade. Are we talking about Martin Shkreli? No, no, that, no, no, no. Is that what you thought he was talking about Eric. I th- I, no, 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 no. Uh, what is his name? Okay, I, look this guy's I thought name we were his about name's Hunter Moore. Hunter Moore is his name. I thought we were talking about Martin Shkreli, the fucking pharma bro. He sucks oh, yeah. too. Hunter oh Moore. yeah, he's awful. Yeah. I don't know who Hunter it, Moore is. I don't know who okay, is. well then never mind. So that's what the we'll movie. Be the, the hated, most hated person on the internet if I've never heard of him though, and I'm on the internet uh, all the time. Uh, I never heard of him either. If you watch this, I I'm almost oh, gonna lock wait, it in. Did he invent crypto? It's <laughs> no. yeah, it's revenge porn, revenge porn website. He, oh yeah, yeah, I do hate him. Then I don't know who he is. Yes, fuck that guy. Yes, <laughs> I guarantee. Yeah, this Hall of Fame. Like I could, I watched the whole thing, and you know, I'm glad that they made it because there was women and guys in this story. So essentially, it's not a spoiler. He created a website in 2011. It's called IsAnyoneUp.com, and it just was endless parade of people's private nude photos private nude photos okay and turns out how they got there very nefarious so he wasn't purporting and he yeah he was the biggest this guy's such a fucking prick this guy is in the hall of fame martin screlly was he was a dick he is made off in this guy yeah, this guy is right there with them. I'm telling you, he's like part of a triumvirate of evil. With if you put Madoff, Shkreli, and Hunter Moore together, you'd create no. a triforce of evil that could destroy most of the galaxy if so he, you were able to harness the energy from it. You're saying the guy that profited off of revenge porn and made an empire out of it has low character? Yeah. Shocking. Um, and he, Shocking. yeah. So I didn't know who he was, and I never heard. I mean, I was 30 when that web, 33-1, when that website came out. I yeah. never fucking heard of it, and no, apparently it was a big deal. Like, people didn't know any better. They were also probably younger assholes who probably, if I was 16, yeah, I, I probably would have been a dumb fuck who went there. I'm not going to lie about that you at the time. But tell us that. You can just keep well, that no. one aside. <laughs> you know, i got to get it all out before I die, you know, because I'm never going to see out. you again. I'm never going to see you again. i got to get all this out. That's a little, that's a... Uh, Inside Patreon joke. Anywhere. If you're yeah, patrons, patrons, you want to be part of our Patreon, it's free. Sign up now for a dollar. It's as cheap as a dollar. Cinema Nine Patreon. So, anyways, hate, most hated man on the internet. Tough watch, important watch, though. And the fact that the people who put themselves on the line for this documentary, I felt they owed it to them to listen and watch their story because they they didn't they weren't thrilled about it, but they they did it. So at least I could do is watch it. That's how I look at it. And. It's a tough watch. It's not fun, but it is informative. And if you're a parent, particularly, there's a ton of lessons for parents that you should probably be aware of in today's world. Uh, it's also wild. The Internet, we thought the Internet was more advanced even 10 years ago. It was still very lawless and uh, probably, I mean, it's a little more locked down today, but it was quite lawless 10 years ago. And you may have thought otherwise. And then I watched this thing from Ron Howard and Brian Grazer, which is a oh. documentary series. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Do you see this one? Uh, it's I thought you were talking about that 13 hours. Yeah, I thought you were talking about 13, 13 something. Rather, no, 13 now, this something. one might be a few Five. years old. Uh, I had watched it for the first time. It's called The Web of Make-Believe. Hmm. It's a documentary series presented by them. It has individual episodes, though, on Netflix, Web of Make-Believe. And the one episode I watched was about this guy who did something called swatting. Have you guys heard of this? <laughs> swatting? Yeah, speaking of terrible human beings. Swatting. No, no, no. Yes. I don't know this. I know squatting. What is Go swatting? Go ahead, Travis. Go ahead. Tell Swatting them. is, so you're on the internet and say, I don't know, you get mad at someone who beat you at a video game or something? Sure, sure. Or they say something that you think is a a, a bad opinion? Okay. So you call the you call nine one one and they're local. You figure out their their IP, right, or their whatever it is, like their ISP rather. Yeah, their location. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, you call nine one one and report a SWAT worthy offense at their address. Oh my god! The SWAT team shows up at their house. People have died from this. Lots of people. I mean, not, not millions, but like lots of people. Wow. It's a terrible thing to do, and like within the online community people started doing it to each other just like jesus the most reckless like uh, uh narcissistic selfish insane behavior i can think of just about well wow. when i was a kid we used to order a pizza to the neighbor's house and then right. laugh while he it was turned away but this That's is it. a whole new yeah. level right it's like <laughs> you ever do that? People get, oh, people get shot, people have heart attacks Damn like it. you know like it's just a fucking nightmare city <laughs> fuck oh it's yeah, not cool no, it's awful. So, what do you, what do you, what do we, what we, what we watched? A, you watched a documentary on it? Oh, yeah. That'd be, uh, the yeah. So, the first episode Grazer. of uh, Web of Make Believe by the very, very famous duo of Brian Grazer sure. and Ron Howard. Sure. Uh, and it's about the guy. There really was a guy who became the swatter. He perpetrated a, a lot of them. And yeah, guy, Travis already. Yeah. It ended up in someone dying who didn't deserve to die at all. Fuck. And people's lives were fucked forever when they thought they were just kids gaming, fucking around. They went to jail mm-hmm. and they're doing time. And it's all true. It's just so true that you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I grew up when I did. I lucked out. You got lucky. <laughs> Not that I would ever swat somebody, but I mean, I, I, <laughs> no, you try, you got grew up with me. I did a lot of things that were just in the moment to do them, shock value, all this dumb shit that you do. Mm. And well, I'm really grateful that it was all not online. The internet puts tools in people's hands, right? Tools that not everyone's yes. prepared to deal with and handle. And um, we lucked out that we did not get exposed to those tools when we were not mentally or emotionally prepared to handle them. Then again, that toilet we threw off the roof could have landed on somebody and killed them. Well, we looked around first. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We did look around. (laughs) Someone glanced over. Oh, yeah, we're good. But this series, is it like like just like shitty circumstances, events, people? Like, what is this web of make-believe? It's just true stories. Like, it's, so it's, it's all based around internet stuff, I would think, because web okay. make believe in uh, like web internet tools. Clever. I don't know what the next episode's on. I will watch the next episode. I have no idea what it's cool. about. And also, I want to go back to the point about the most hated man on the internet. And, you know, I've talked about this on uh, the Is a Safe podcast I do with Luke and Scott. Uh, this really Great happened joke. to me. Somebody, somebody put my dick on Facebook once, oh, and it was awful. Shit. It was Whew. fucking... It was horrendous, and... It's not a known thing because luckily I was living in Colorado at the time. And this was right around the time of that that uh, website. Oh. 2011 is what it happened to me. And I dated a girl, a couple dates, did some sexting. That's totally, I mean, it was sure, consensual it sexting. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. It happens. Right. And she, and then I, I told her I didn't want to see her anymore. I didn't say anything mean. I'm like, you know what? I, I just, I don't think of it. I, we're just going to move on. No big deal. We only saw each other three times. 
And then she put my picture of my penis on my Facebook <laughs> wall at 11 p.m. Mountain Time, which would have been one over here in the East Coast. So hopefully, I don't know, nobody ever said they saw it or mentioned it to me, but I, I freaked out when I saw it. I shut down my oh, Facebook, God. and I was trying to get a job as a teacher at the time. I was trying to get oh, a job as a teacher. God. So I was like, ah! It was the most, it was one of the it's worst horrible. things I could ever recall awful. happening to me in terms of terror and anxiety. It was awful. So fuck that guy. Fuck that website. Hunter Moore, I don't God. often really, yeah, I mean, really wish. Ugh. You had the power to Terrible. delete that and shit. Imagine it just being out there. Yes. Yeah. That's, oh my God, that is a really great point. Exactly. So anyways, I, I, I guess it means something to me too. Like, and I feel for people who experience that and it was worse than mine. And mine was already a very, very uncomfortable experience. Yeah. So mm. there you go. That's what I'm watching. Uh, maybe I should watch a Disney movie or something next time. I don't know, yeah. up. Uh, Animation is your friend. Don't run away. <laughs> there it is. Uh, all right. So. It's time for us to focus and move into our main event of this episode. The first movie that we've done together in a couple of weeks for our Does It Hold Up or Not segment. And it's Eric's selection, 1993's. La oh, I hit the mic. Sorry, guys. Last action hero. All right. Hey, Jack. What can you? Are you all right, Danny? You know, I tried to change, Jack. You know, I, I really tried to do what he told me to do, but... You know, I kept hearing that old music. That's how I knew you'd come here, Jack. Now lose the peace. Yeah. It's now between you and me. Let the boy go. Now we've played this nerve before, haven't we, Jack? Now let's see what comes next. Uh, you throw the the the, uh, the gun away, right? Uh, we did that part, and uh, and then you tell me to let the kid go, and uh, I'm getting bored. Why don't we just skip to the end? Big gun style, a good great thing. soundtrack, supposedly. Is it a good soundtrack, Travis? I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll, yeah. it's got its moments. That's for sure. Big gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some names on it. Man. Yeah, big gun. Uh, it was that song by Cypress Hill about a gun, like punch, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cock, the, cock the hammer. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. Uh, it started. I was like, "Is that really Alice in Chains?" Like I listened to Alice in Chains, <laughs> and I totally had forgotten that this that they were on this. But like, as soon as it starts, oh, you, you cannot deny yeah. that Gary Cantrell's that riff. Mm. And you're like, and you're like, what the fuck is this? To me, the biggest song next to Big Gun was Angry Again by Megadeth. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Again. That's actually one of the best Megadeth songs, probably. Let's be, uh, at least in my opinion. I'm not a huge fan, but I agree with you. I always like that song. I'm not a huge fan either, but one of my first uh, BMG of eight selections was Mm Countdown to Extinction because it was just that time and place, and I bought that album. So. I would big agree. Gun not a big Megadeth like, fan, though. I'm not like a huge ACDC fan either, but that was the first song. Like, I always kind of hated him growing up, and then I heard that song. I was like, oh, I I, I like this I, one. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I was that with Who Made Who, the Maximum Home Drive soundtrack. Yeah. Like, Fuck, am I an ACDC fan? I think I there's actually quite a few good <laughs> ACDC songs. Like, there's some really <laughs> shitty ones, too, but uh, there's some really good ones. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> shout out to Steve Laskowski, friend of the show, who's been on the show. We did Three Kings. If you want to see that old episode or hear it, 
Go rewind. It's on YouTube. It's on all our podcast platforms. Three Kings with Steve Oskowski. He does to do the best rendition oh, of ACDC at karaoke. Yeah. He was so good at Incredible. it. Incredible. Yeah, that's good. The rat. He was. The like was on fire. He had it. Yes. So shout Not out easy. to you, Steve. I think ACDC, I think of you. All right. Uh, yeah, we talk more about the soundtrack momentarily, but let's get into it. So, Travis, uh, last action hero starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Charles Dance, a younger. Dance. A young Charles. A Charles Not- Dance that I didn't know. Not as young as he is in uh, The Golden Child. He's like 40 in that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a villain in that, too, yeah. Fuck me. Oh, my God, he is. Yeah. Holy I, shit. I had a, wow. I had a double oh. dance effect, a uh, you know, double <laughs> dance feature. <laughs> well, you got F. Murray Abraham, Anthony Quinn's yeah. in this movie. Uh, it's a yeah. wild Why? roster. Everybody. How, I, who talked to Anthony Quinn? I'm like, Anthony hey, we got this. we got this... Uh, that's an action movie we want you to be. <laughs> want you to be like a stereotypical <laughs> Italian mobster. Could you do it for me? Yeah, speaking of playing every ethnicity, Anthony Quinn. Yeah, I'll be a yes. Greek. Art Carney? Art Carney. You, wanna, you haven't been in a movie in 20 years. You're an Oscar-winning actor. You want to blow up in a Schwarzenegger movie? So bizarre. Art fucking Carney. <laughs> And also, I maybe one of that. my one of my biggest laughs of the movie. Uh, what did you say? I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 dumb. It's so funny. Uh, All right. Well, and a ton of cameos too. But take us back in time, Travis. Can you remember the first time you saw Last Action Hero? So this movie had just the worst word of mouth. I remember, like, this is one of the first movies I can think of as a kid that I remember, like, being excited to see the movie, and then. I think not seeing it in theaters because the reviews were so bad. Everyone was like, this is terrible. And I was like 13, maybe even 12 years old. I was really young. (laughs) Um, So I didn't necessarily always have, like, it wasn't like I could just go see the movie whenever I wanted to, but I probably could have pushed for it. Um, But like, yeah, I remember hearing it sucked and then it came out on VHS. But so of course I watched it and loved it. And uh, I remember connecting with you over it, Eric. This is one of the first yeah. movies I think that you and I really connected over in our long and illustrious career as friends. Yeah, it definitely was. I'm like, I'm Eric. Uh, I'm Travis. Are you last action hero fan? Dude, dude, am I? <laughs> Man, come on! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, man. I, I I anticipated the shit out of this because I remember the poster just looked so fun. Like there was all this cool stuff in it. Like the Ripper was on it. Like what? What yeah. is this? It wasn't a known property. I was so pumped, but it came out a week after Jurassic Park, and I saw Jurassic Park like five times in the theater. <laughs> Every single time I went to the theater, it was just went well, Jurassic Park again. So I, I think that's what a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> when it hit VHS, I fucking wore out like five copies of it. I watched it every day. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. Hey, Claudia. For me, <laughs> <laughs> for me, this is a big deal because I had the soundtrack on cassette tape. It was the last transition before I started getting CDs exclusively. I had the cassette tape soundtrack. So that's a big deal right there because I didn't have a lot of... Uh, I did have the Mo Money soundtrack. I don't know. <laughs> I did. It's true story. Didn't have money. singles but, uh, with the crow? I know. It's, yeah. uh, none of those. Mo Money and uh, Last Action Hero. But I believe it was just the, the HBO release of this movie was endless for me. I, I don't think I saw it in theater. I really don't. And that it was just have a really big HBO thing every for day. you. 
That's a yeah. big thing for you. Oh, like, it's, if movies were on regular rotation for HBO for you, like you absorbed them. And if they weren't, you just didn't see them until we did this podcast <laughs> together. I know we've done a hundred. This is our hundred twenty second episode. I've probably said that like eighty times. It feels like I really have. <laughs> really, it like, does feel like that. <laughs> I know HBO probably has no idea how powerful their programming selection was in the nineties. But them, when you got them. a parent. I, hey, HBO, you had a lot of power in the 90s. I don't know if people still... Now it's all streaming. Everything's changed. But back in 1993, 94, 95, the heart of that run there, man, whatever you guys were playing, if you were playing Angus every day after school, that's what I was watching. So, you know. Because the fact that when we got HBO, it was a it was like, oh, we have, we're paying extra for this. This is big, right? Mm -hmm. And, and your, mom's at, your mom's at work till 6, and your stepdad, he'll give a fuck about anything as long as you leave him alone. That's what you got. HBO is your friend. So, yeah, there's no doubt about that, Charles. That's a good call. I, I but, didn't have it until I was like 20 something. So, like, for me, it was always like, ooh, HBO. Fancy. My mom had HBO. Speech. And my mom got, my mom was like a hardcore early HBOer for some reason. I'm just realizing as we're talking this out. Early convert. She had HBO in, yeah, she had HBO in like 87 like when that movie with Jodie Foster, The Accused, that was an yeah, HBO movie, yeah. I believe. Oh, and we, we saw the debut. Really? I think I it was. Let's just double check that. But or it can, okay, maybe. Hey, I'm not that. doubting it. I'm just, I'm just surprised. I just remember watching it with you. her in, a, in a, our shitty apartment in 1988. <laughs> so and that was on HBO. So anyway, mom always had to have man. HBO. I guess she that, maybe, that was like her advice. I gotta have HBO. So remember, yes, remember, HBO played a big role. Shift? That was huge in 1995. Remember the late shift? Oh, yeah. I had to go to somebody's house because I wanted uh, to see it so bad. Michael Higgins. What's his name? Yeah, John Michael Higgins. Yeah. Daniel Roebuck. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah. The, the guy who Talking always Arliss? plays an NBC exec. Oh, I love Arliss. The guy who Free always Mar plays an NBC executive in every movie or show. Uh, <laughs> he on Seinfeld. Yeah, this guy, that guy who's in the late okay. shift, he's playing the NBC oh. executive. He plays another NBC oh. executive on Private Parts. He's the, he's not not Bob Balaban, though. He's the oh. taller. He's the guy who plays Poppy on Seinfeld. Remember Poppy? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Check it out. Seriously. What? He's played an NBC executive at least twice in movies. Just seems weird. That <laughs> wow, movie. that's uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last action wow. hero. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so we, I, we, and my brothers, we watch this movie all the time, and you know, this is is this our first Arnold movie? Has to be. I think it is. I, I think it might be. Shit, that's notable, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very notable. I mean, yeah, yeah I think it is. He was a, yeah. it was a shocking classic movie star. So yeah. that yeah. is shocking, and that's what I was thinking when I watched this too. But uh, we, so what? That's what got me into it, and it was just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it, and I run around the house going, "Daddy, Daddy!" <laughs> all the time. I'm Danny Madigan. I'm a kid. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oh my God, Mercedes rules in this too, guys. Come on, can't forget her. So. Dude, Tina Turner. Pops <laughs> in. Oh, uh, and the guy from Barry's Not Included who doesn't say a word is the police chief. I love that guy. So. Did you notice he drops an f bomb in this movie? Yeah, uh, yeah the very end, yeah. you can go fucking, do the, fucking tango in yep. the street. I'm like, yep. oh, they just threw an f word at the very yep. end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> that, that was Duke noticeably weird. Tom Noonan's agent. There's yes. a role yes! for you. <laughs> Common makes an appearance. So it's cool. <laughs> I'm going to do common too. Yeah, I, I was going to say oh, do common. Uh, IMDb score, guys. Do we have the score on this one? Oh, boy. 10.0. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's a tricky one because I, yeah. I don't know where they stand. Just, um, six, six, two. So it was so torn apart at the time, <laughs> but that was well before IMDb existed. And it definitely, I think it kind of got cult status sort of early on, I feel like. Um, so I'm going to hmm. say high sixes. I'm going to say 6.8. Yeah, I feel like uh, in this modern world, people really love this movie. I'm going to say it's a 7.2. Right. Okay. Oh, 6.4. Wow, you win, Mike or Eric. Oh. Whoa, wow. six six point four. Have they seen this fine film? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Although its popularity rating, just for clarity, is moving upwards. It's in the top two thousand. I don't know what that means, but people the are top two thousand movies of all time <laughs> on IMDb. Mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Deal. I think that's what that means. Yeah, that's a big deal. There's like a billion movies or something. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one billion and one. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, of course, you're going to get similar scores for the uh, critics, oh, sure or not. No, no the critics shit on the it. Thirty nine percent. I would, yeah, critics hated it. Uh, audience, um, audiences were somewhat pleased with its uh, tip over. Even harsher on this. Justin, what? Forty seven percent. Yeah, well, That's, can't win them all. Wow. So Rotten Tomatoes people are a, little, a lot harsher on this film. 39 and a 47 split as far as critical analysis. Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader says, it's nothing new that the makers of Last Action Hero don't have a clear notion of what separates movies from life. But the makers of the other summer blockbusters aren't any better versed in reality. Um, I don't know about the other summer blockbusters, but he's not wrong. Um, when, when in the real world, when uh, Jack Slater throws Danny up in the building, there's a whip sound. <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things in the real world that are total bullshit. I'm like, watching the movie, I'm like, what? Real world, my ass. <laughs> a young child can hang from his legs on a, uh, 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 like the edge of a, bal- uh, a rooftop. And uh, electrical grab on cords can be laying in water, and they once they kill someone, they're no yep. longer a danger. Yeah. Chevy Chase <laughs> talking to Damon Wayans? Come on. Never Tell happened. me it's not uh, nice to see him get shoved, though. You're like, <laughs> Chevy got shoved. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, I agree. Okay. That's a good point, Travis. Yeah. Um, Roger Ebert at the time said, there is a lot of action in Last Action Hero, but the underlying story never, ever quite works. Ponderous, man. You'd think these critics would eat this. Uh, there's nothing like this. Right? Usually they love movies about movies, especially if they're smart. Like this clearly is. What, what gives? I mean, it critiques and, and, and makes fun of so many action tropes yeah. and like and, and just film in general. Although the fact that it was the script was initially meant to like kind of make fun of Shane Black movies and then Shane Black mm-hmm. got his hands on the script <laughs> and kind of made it a Shane Black movie yeah. does yep. kind of say something. I don't know what, but it says something. Like the, uh, like we haven't the, even mentioned this is directed by John McTiernan of Die Hard fame, legend. a legendary action legend. director. Dude, yeah. and you uh, can feel got... it in a few moments of this movie. That this is a big yes. action oh, yes. movie in quite a few places. Fucking fantastic. Um, yes, hell yeah. Uh, we got Destin Thompson, by the way, guys. Oh, let's hear it. Destin. It's one of the few Red Tomatoes from Destin. Even if this intermixing of kid fantasy and adult shoot 'em up, Hollywood insider jokes and cheap Arnold puns doesn't completely bowl you over, it's clever and intriguing. That's our guy right there. It's our boy. 
That's one of his longer, uh, yeah, it's one of the longer statements. He had a lot to say about Last Action Hero. Yeah. So, yeah, the critics don't seem to get uh, one more from Tom Hibbert of Empire Magazine. This is an attempt to be both a high-octane action fest and a satire on such films, the result of which is the weirdest concoction, the metaphysical blockbuster. I wouldn't argue that it's not weird. No, it's weird. I just think it's ahead of its time. Uh, and, and a lot of it is expectation. Like, if these critics were going in thinking it was just, like, a really fun action movie and not, like, the com the meta comedy it was, I can see them being disappointed. And you got, and you got to remember, this is the, kind of the first time Arnold parodied himself. Like, he did comedy well. Like, he's a very, very funny comedian before this, Twins uh kindergarten cop but he never parodied his action career like this you know what i mean like he would be funny in yeah. comedies and then he would make good action movies but he took a big step here and made fun of action movies and i don't think that sit well that's a good point i mean like you think of the comedies that he had done and there wasn't that many by this point he had done kindergarten cop and that movie starts and he's the typical Arnold hard ass. Mm -hmm. Like they make sure that they have him like be that same gritty kind of tough guy, you know? And did he do any other comedies besides this before then? I mean, junior was 96 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten cop twins. Twins, twins was 91. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he would have done twins at that point. Oh, Twins was late eighties. Was it late eighties? Well, it doesn't matter. I yeah, really um, do think that's it. Stallone kind of did yeah, the same thing. Like after like stop or mime will shoot, which kind of does the same thing. It parodies action movies. Now, Stallone's a funny guy, Rhinestone and, and Oscar. But the second both of these guys picked fun at themselves in, in this genre, people weren't feeling it. Well, I don't know that some of the people that were like, there may have been some people that went to go see this movie and like, I just wanted to see like Commando. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. not Commando. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you, what you have here is a movie that is a lot of things and sometimes that doesn't work because you get audiences expecting one things and they're like well i can't bring my kid to this either because they might mm. feel it's too intense in yeah. some way and so then you lose that opportunity and this this is a movie for everybody it it yeah, is I it think. would be fine for kids i mean especially 90s kids. yeah right cartoonish uh, violent by the way uh, yeah you mentioned you mentioned sliced alone yeah did they have like a raging like they were raging rivals in the eighties. Like a serious rivalry was going on there, right? Yeah. And then eventually they. So then he, the fact that he shows up as the Terminator two yeah. character in the alternate world by this point, I just found that to be really funny because I read yeah. up on some of the stuff that was legit at the time, but obviously they weren't they doing it. Planet Hollywood by this point. Yeah, they clearly squashed it and moved yeah. on. So yeah. okay. I just so, found that yeah, intriguing. There's a professional rivalry, but. but Still, sure. they're probably peeking at each other's box office numbers pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah. The, the Running Man is funny. There's a lot of yeah, comedy bits in The Running it's Man. It's satire, but he himself is not, like, making jogues. He's not. He doesn't say rubber baby bubby, bugger bub. Oh, I couldn't do it. Fuck me. Uh, Unique New York. Unique New York. Uh, how now, Brown Cow? Look, yes, Arnold does comedy. He could do it all. He also had total, like, this was his call this whole thing he had complete control over right every every aspect of the director and all the things and he so he wanted this to be good he thought the script was great and he knew what he wanted to do here and i so i wonder like what the hell happened here like was there some stuff that just went awry from studio question marks or was this the exact product they wanted to make because i felt like this movie may have gotten away from either mctiernan or arnold 
in some facets. I could see, I mean, I don't know for certain, but there are parts that feel a bit like studio interference, maybe. Like, I mean, I like the Hey Claudius bit, but like that whole um, William Shakespeare scene, Quinn, so you take it out of there and the movie is probably stronger. Uh, there's really no need <laughs> for that in there. Uh, Danny DeVito is attacking as a talking cat feels kind of tacked on. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I do love it. Partnering but... up partners. I love that line. Oh, you're, that gonna... One, you're good to talking cat. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is the, is the guy whose job is to pair up wildly different people. <laughs> the only part that made me I laugh harder, it. the only part that made me laugh harder, and actually I laughed a lot, but one of the parts was like, the 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 uh, chief of police or whatever his, his name is, you know the chief is like yeah. sitting there and he's like well, say hello to your new partner it's like it's just this 13 year old kid who he just met he's like yeah you're a cop now and you're his partner <laughs> <laughs> so dumb it's there hilarious there's a great point a from cop. the commenter too <laughs> yeah, so this funny. is great i gotta because this i had the same experience randy says i saw this movie before i saw amadeus and it had a profound impact on my views of <laughs> F. Murray Abraham's yes. Saliri. Salieri, it also yeah, primed yeah. me to hate the actor who played Danny's character in My Girl 2. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No Macaulay yeah. Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. No, I checked up on him. He's doing well. He does uh, wedding photography in Chicago. Um, good for him. Yeah. He's, he's doing oh. good. Thomas said hi. Okay. Sure. So is, is this movie, uh, is it a comedy or it's a satire, oh, an action satire? Can it be all of those things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it if you went be. to the video store in the 90s, where would this be? What section would it be in? Action. Probably action. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, be. that's fair. Action. You get a blockbuster video scene. Mm-hmm. So. Was but that the I, finest, most illustrious blockbuster you've ever seen? <laughs> Dude, if uh, Linda Vagelista is working there, or is that her or is that Angie Eberhardt? I always got those two confused. That's Angie Eberhardt. Yeah, but uh, so funny. Um, okay, going back to the uh, issues in the studio, uh, in, in that circumstance, I think the script just changed too many hands. I think they yeah. started out with one thing and they just ended up cobbling Frank, like Frankenstein, this thing straight to hell until it was barely unrecognizable from uh, where it started. Yeah, I think you, I think you're right. You, you take, you take a script that's got four different hands on it. I believe it was the, the two guys initially wrote it. And then Shane Black took a pass, and then mm-hmm. the other dude took a pass. And who knows how many unseen oh, hands yeah. behind oh, producers, yeah. Doctors, uh, doctors. Scorts, Schwarzenegger himself probably had mm-hmm. some some input. McTiernan, of course, you know, like so it does. I mean, on one hand, but that, I mean that's what movies are—they're collaboration, and you don't always know what that is going to birth. But mm-hmm. um, this, what this movie is, is. It's wholly unique, I think. It is, uh, and, and even as it follows some fairly predictable um, and kind of tried and true kind of formula, which I think is really great to, mm-hmm. to put these two things together. Yeah, I love Franco Colombo's work too. He's <laughs> one of my favorite directors. <laughs> Franco Colombo. Um, yeah, you. Yeah, it's awesome. You get to go inside a movie, inside a movie. I mean, it just keeps going in further and further. Dude, you know, like when. Um, when Benedict gets the ticket and he goes through the wall, like into the real world, but he's watching the twilight zone. Like what if he went into the twilight zone, but it was the movies version of the twilight zone. Cause he's in a movie. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Wow. My mind just exploded. Mine did too. It's all over the floor. <laughs> it's so weird that like, 
I think this movie came out at the perfect time for us because we were like Danny's age, like almost yeah. exactly. And yeah. all three of us were just so enamored with movies. That's why on this recent viewing, I, I was kind of touched a little bit by that scene where Danny's at school watching the Hamlet because all the other kids are making fun of it. And he loves movies so much that he's getting into this, even though it's a you know a story of a Danish king that you probably can't understand too much, but he just he's rooting for the lead character, and it's just sort of. kind of a sweet moment. Isn't he also, I mean, I kind of, but isn't he also being like it would be so much better if it was Hollywoodized and it was you know starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> I was wondering what the fuck it is. That like a just a preview for Jack Slater four or like is that actually in the Jack Slater three? What the fuck is that? What do you mean? Oh, like the, the whole Hamlet thing. Oh, that's in his imagination. That's in Dan's yeah, imagination. Remember, he's watching oh. Lawrence Olivier. Like, yeah, he's watching. Oh, Lawrence I show. That was a trailer for uh, the Jack Slater four movie. Okay, that's, that's awesome. an offshoot of the part you were just describing that you were touched by. You were so touched that you didn't realize. That's where it went to. Yeah, so. he's imagining a better Hamlet, and this is what his better Hamlet looks no, like. I, never I don't know that he's that. really digging it as much <laughs> as you say. Um, speaking of the Jack Slater movies, uh, big, bold move to end Jack Slater 3 with the death of the protagonist's child. Sure. Um, that is a ballsy uh, Empire Strikes Back kind of move, throwing the kid off the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like that's not what you would see in movies, frankly. Uh, I'd watch no. that series, though. <laughs> no! no fucking way no also supposedly so charles dances in this he did yeah but and i didn't know who he was at the time but i i loved the benedict character when i was a kid i was like oh this yeah. guy is a badass who is mm-hmm. this guy i'm totally yeah. into this dude he's so smooth and he loves making fun of anthony quinn because he can't get any of his <laughs> one-liners right you know and everything he says a bunch of melopropisms so yeah. it's fun to see him still, I get the same feeling. Watch Charles dance that white suit with the and the so cool with the mm-hmm. eye thing. Never it doesn't old. look cheesy. Always, no, cool. it doesn't look cheesy. Yeah, it always yeah. looks cool. And he's so smooth. His presence on screen is just so elite. It will. Oh, every time I ever see him in anything, I'm like, God, this guy is fantastic. And everybody knows that the best marksmen have no depth perception. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's he's wow. so he's so killer in that movie. He's so cool. And you, I did the same thing. I had no idea who he was for a long time. Even when like you know when Game of Thrones came out and he kind of like re got big again, and you know mm-hmm. like it took a while to be like, oh that that's Benedict. Oh yeah, <laughs> Benedict. turns out turns out he's been working since the eighties. <laughs> I remember uh, him in oh, John Andrews here. John, he says he thinks yeah. it's Danny's version. If he directed the Hamlet yeah, yeah. when he spaces out, that's really interesting point. Uh, I don't know why I never put two and two together. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm watching this and I'm like, man, I would have loved Jack Slater three because I'd love the Ripper. And this seemed like such a personal story. I don't know. Would would you be let down by Slater four when it's about like the Torelli mom and stuff? Does this sound like a step down in the in the series? They kill off his son and introduce a daughter because she wasn't. In, it's introducing that actors. Oh yeah, that's right. So like they would have literally. So it's probably like a course correction of a movie. Like oh mm. shit, Jack Jack Slater three kind of bombed because people didn't like this this uh, wild ending. Yeah. And now we're gonna give him like this <laughs> yes. really happy fun movie. But speaking yes. of course correction, one of the things I do really like about um, this movie that I I never really put I never thought about I guess before. But as you watch the movie, I realize that like. 
what Danny Madigan is going through is what really his, you know, Jack Slater's daughter's character was supposed to be doing, Meredith or whatever. Like, it's like the movie, like Jack Slater 4 is still trying to stick to the movie that it's supposed <laughs> to be and like make room for Danny Madigan in there. So, because like, like it, you get the feeling that's what the movie was going to do anyways. That it was going to be like him and, you know, Jack Slater and his daughter teamed up and doing stuff. But instead it's Jack Slater and this fucking rando from another universe. <laughs> Uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras, by the way. Bridget Wilson. A lot of Republicans in the movie. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Practice. Yeah, Yeah. John Practice by F. Murray Abraham. He turns his back. What about Vinny the Fart? So I always thought Vinny the Fart was funny (laughs) and the nerve gas. And that, to me, though, is some of the best action, man. The whole sequence of the Vinny the the Fart. Yeah, with the hotel and the crane. And, you know, he falling down onto that glass elevator. It, yes, it looks pretty damn good, still to me. Yeah. All of the yeah. action pieces. That's why John McTiernan is. If you don't know who he is, or you've never heard <sighs> for some reason, his reputation as an action director is very much deserved. Mm-hmm. The chopper comes in, fights, just tears the place apart. No expenses were spared here. Like the action is solid. Yeah. yeah. When when oh, Arnold uh, when when Jack is falling and he realizes he's like holding yeah, on this, this thing it. and just lets go it's so funny the slow mo yeah. oh shit yeah that's yeah, great yep. and then great. you got a lot of hardcore stunt work hanging on those cranes and falling off the cranes I don't know how high up it is but they're definitely doing that stuff it's no CGI there uh, but you know one of the to jump in I'm sorry were you gonna finish what you're saying no if you're still on that point because I had a, a side yeah point, so. staying on that point for a second like. He tells Danny, hey, I need you to get that crane on top of the building in two minutes. And the kid's like uh, firing a gun into the air to get people to move. And, and he's like, I have no idea to do this. I'm just a kid. I'm Danny Manning. I'm a kid. So he, uh, but, he, but since it's a movie, he's able to just go crank, crank, and like yeah, basically yeah. use the thing. Which is like, yeah. okay, that's like the, kind of the whole point. It's, it's just in a movie. But then he gets into the real world and does the same fucking thing with a car. He's like, you're just driving this car. Like, you know, so yeah. drive I'm like, uh, didn't, you make, yeah. didn't you critique this? Like, he should be crashing the car since he's in the real world but whatever so that goes back to that some critiques here first off in that hotel rooftop scene massive stereotypical situation all italians have guns oh, so they're oh, all in the mafia it yeah. was it does not it does not look good now not That's, as bad as the asian dude open the door opening the door and they have that fucking like i don't know that low pan fucking music play oh, <laughs> no. oh shit like, yeah yeah i'm oh. like oh cringe Fuck. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's definitely 19 uh, yeah 1993 but also uh, you guys alluded to this earlier the the rules of the game so if you're gonna set up so specifically that's what this movie does that the movie world has its rules very yep. detailed it's danny's whole thing and that he talks about it non-stop until mm-hmm. jack slater is sick of hearing about it by the way <laughs> when jack slater goes into his closet he's got a whole roll boots whole roll the yep. same jackets he's, there's always a guy in there it's so yep. funny yep. that's a funny line that's when he funny. comes home but uh, that's the beef right is that when they go back to the real world it's like they're yeah. back in the movie world now so why do we yeah because this isn't really about movie world and real world this is new york versus la the movie yes <laughs> yep so much so that john carpenter fired up escape to la a few years later Maybe that as a, was as the impetus result? of this. I don't, I don't know, but I definitely maybe he like saw this. He's like, I got, I did escape from New York. I got to do escape from LA now. 
because the rules of the of the universes really are awfully similar. There are some things that hurts Jack's hand to punch through the glass. He he does mm-hmm. dislocate his shoulder when he throws Danny, I guess. Um, but there's there's a, we've already covered. There's a bunch of things that like what that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And New York is a shitty shithole with spray paint everywhere, mm-hmm. and L.A. is like <laughs> this glitzy, glamorous. You know, there's no normal Hot women, women in L.A. Right. Before Giuliani cleaned it up, that's right. Sure, yeah, single-handedly <laughs> with uh, he, with my pillow guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um, all point. So Jesus. when Benedict shows up, right, Eric, he's he's testing the limits. They still try to show that this is the real world, so they're doing a good job of it. When Benedict first shows up. I just shot someone and I did it on purpose. But that's not the- realistic. People are just walking around uh, uh, like a, like for he finds a corpse behind a dumpster and people don't give a shit. Like I think they might give a shit. Or he watches yeah. a guy get murdered and no one gives a shit. Like, it's like, it it was bad. There was a bad period in New York for sure, but that's probably a little too extreme. I would say. Literally, people across the street. He's like firing a gun in the air, and people are like casually walking across the street, like, "Oh, I get shot at on a <laughs> shut moment the to fuck moment up. <laughs> Trying to sleep down here. I always thought it was kind of cool and kind of creepy how when Benedict when Benedict witnesses that murder and they take that kid's shoes, Benedict is kind of like freaked out by how sick people are in the real world yeah <laughs> that was kind of an interesting thing yeah. to put in there um okay i may be wrong on this but i've been puzzling over this all day what why if they kill arnold schwarzenegger it doesn't jack slater still just ex- still live and exist in the movies so what would yeah. killing schwarzenegger do they're no, just making it up. That's I something that got thrown so. in later on, probably. Yeah. I think they wanted to have Jack Slater and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger interact, which is a fun little moment. Yeah, Although sure. It doesn't do what you think is going to happen. He's like, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think it's Arnold's cool, working some shit out. <laughs> uh, Loremaster says, Benedict mistook New York for all reality. That's his take. Oh, that's out. a good point. That's, that's an interesting point, point Lore. Yeah, wouldn't, okay. yeah. If he if he showed up in you know Bumblefuck, New Jersey, it would have been a different story altogether. <laughs> I've never been there, but I hear it's quite nice. It's funny to see Arnold and so Maria Shriver was his wife, and they were a famous power couple back mm-hmm. then. And to see the side jokes, they don't really click now because their <laughs> marriage fell apart and they're long yeah. since divorced. But right. uh, I did like Arnold's attempt. Arnold has a big ego, we know that, but mm. he's willing to make a lot of jokes about the planet Hollywood jokes and how she's like, please don't mention that. So that whole sequence of having the movie premiere within the movie allows this. Yeah. It's like a tunnel to a whole nother part of the film that gives us access to so much celebrity cameos and you just wouldn't see this many people in a movie. It took Arnold's power to make that happen. And I enjoyed that part of it. I, you know, I love seeing everybody, pop in the movie for a second and have their quick commentaries and the whole thing that happens with Duke Common and Tom Noonan versus <laughs> the Ripper. And that, that, that was fun. I still enjoyed that part of the movie. So if the Ripper is brought into the r- real world by ben- Benedict and then mm-hmm. Jack kills him, mm-hmm. Benedict could go to another viewing of the, of that movie and get another <laughs> Ripper out and make him fight him. Presumably. That, I, that'd be That's awesome. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He says, "I'll be back." And he could. He could be back. I love how weird the Ripper is. Like, he, yeah. like he's like uncomfortable in the real world. Not really sure what the fuck is going on, but he's like, "I'm gonna still do my thing." Somebody. Yes, I thought I might kill somebody. Still so weird and cool. Love it. 
love it. And then Tom Newton's his fun, happy, normal self. Hey guys, yeah, huh? yeah. when he I'm shows up, person. I love that. He's I such just a play a freak actor. in every role, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except uh, for the play. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. What's that the, was. Boy. What's the funniest part of this movie? The fact that they think it's believable that if you uh, go flying in midair and land in an ice cream truck, it'll just explode. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. How about the ice cream cone in the back of the head that murders a guy? Iced him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, iced him. For, for, right. for me, it's two weeks till retirement and then a saxophone whale. That's no shame, Black. I just laugh. So, I laugh so hard every time. He's got a mustache and everything. It's just so fucking cliche. It's perfect. I laughed at yeah. uh, Jack Slater's line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You get to nice all performance. the things you get to look forward in life premature ejaculation. <laughs> your first divorce so i laughed i was like oh yeah that line i forgot about that one so that made me laugh but i didn't laugh a lot i but i did have a smile on my face a lot of the film i just didn't have like any big laughs i guess i had some big laughs did you notice that there's one i'm sure you've noticed that where benedict suddenly starts addressing the camera like addressing us yeah like there's no one else yeah. around for him yeah. to talk to he's like i'll just talk to the camera yeah. god were a villain he'd be me which is a great line but yeah. why are you talking to me are you God? And apparently he's a hunter. He's apparently he's a hunter. He's got a bunch of animal trophies in that room when he's walking and talking with the Twilight Zone situation. I'm like, oh, it, okay. Isn't supposed he, to... He's doing that in the real world when he has that whole conversation. So like, it mm -hmm. makes even less sense for him to suddenly start addressing the camera. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, no, 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 no. No, he's still. He when hasn't he gone it, over yet. When he says no, when he says that if, when he says if God were a um were were a villain he'd be me because he's got the first the time he talks to the camera he said yeah he, he's saying he's still over there he's like thinking about what to do here i believe he hasn't no. crossed over there i'm pretty sure because he's like he's like oh the possibilities are endless and then he goes over and then we never get like another fourth wall from him again right that's just right. one, that's time, just the one time which that's on the yeah you know that's on the train just, i don't want to pick it apart the rules of this movie make no fucking sense at all <laughs> but does it really matter does no. it really matter no, not really no fun. Uh, it's three years before Scream, which was the big meta movie yeah. of the 90s. It's it's sensational in how um, um, how, how much it, what, what it did and it, that it was the first to do. Like, I can't remember anything before this that that was just so odd and did this meta shit. Mm. What does it drag, though? Because mm? I think this movie drags a little bit. At a certain point, two hours is kind of lengthy for this movie. When does it um, drag? I don't know that. I don't know that I felt like it really dragged. It takes them a little too yeah, long well, to get to New York, is what it is. It's like the drag comes yeah. early. They need it like because like it's a two-hour movie and they go to New York like an hour and twenty-five in or something. It's like yeah, you yes. should have made this more balanced. I think yeah. they go to the apartment and they're just talking uh, yeah. and listening to classical music. I'm just kind of like. Well, okay, I, kind wow, of I get what you're saying, but I respect what they're doing there because they're trying to say, like, this is a person who has no, he's never been exposed to this stuff before. So they're trying to show you, like, him, yeah. like, appreciating that this is his, like, you know, Frankenstein reading books kind of moment or, like, short circuit, uh, you know, Johnny Five, like, experience. I never just talked life. to a woman before. It's <laughs> right. nice. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. But yeah, yeah no, I, I hear your point. That's kind of Let's see, He just listens to Big Gun all day, so he doesn't even know what <laughs> classical music is. Right. <laughs> Think of how fucking weird it'd be for, like, your kid to be listening. He shows up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> uh, a small critique, small critique, but Danny the cat shoots practice from behind and he falls backwards. Uh, I don't know why yeah, that sound effects way off. It just doesn't yeah. work. Did you know yeah. that if your child is a victim of uh, home intrusion and locked up and uh, robbed that you can't get the night off work? <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Oh, her, job's, her job is rough. <laughs> like, uh, no, you, I realize that your son is at a police station right now because he was handcuffed with a fucking crackhead criminal all night. But, you know, who's going to cover the third booth over there? Are you Sally's not going to. That's who, funny, who, dude. I know she's mad that he keeps going to the movies, but shouldn't she just be mad that he's leaving that apartment in general unsupervised? It's strange. Mm. Yeah, we didn't talk uh, about you know, Robert whole... Brosky, who I yeah. think is fantastic as Nick, a sweet older character. Hell yeah, Hollywood. great outdoors, finest hour. Absolutely. Probably not old enough to have known Houdini, who I think died in the mid 20s. I don't know if that math adds yeah. up. They really push Houdini in this movie, like when the ticket works and when everything the movie starts up at the very end to save Jack Slater's life to get him back to his movie world. Brosky goes, Houdini, let's hear it for Houdini. Like, what is with this? Why are we pushing this Houdini so much? I don't know, especially since Houdini like went out of his way to disprove. Yes, yes, like, he, he, he was this. He was a hardcore skeptic that, like, you know, mm-hmm. like defeated that kind of. That, that was like a yeah. big part of his life. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's kind of odd. Well, what? Uh, name another famous magician. Uh, David Copper. Right. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Fucking the yeah, someone like Chris Penn Angel. Or- <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris Angel. Angel. Who are you gonna Crespo? Cresto? Crespo? Crespo the Great, right? Uh, so yeah. like, I think that's why, because they wanted some old timey magician, but they're you know hey, this is Rob. Like no, it's got to be like you know a name. The I saw that movie. Tesla did wow. like magic tricks for people. I saw that one movie. Which, which one? You? Talking the Ethan Hawke one or the uh, <laughs> oh, David geez. Bowie one? Yeah, David Bowie one. Oh, thank like, God. It, yes, I just think it's not a big deal in the end that his father died either. Though there's this whole point about you're I'm a widow and your father's dead, and so Jack Slater's my father. But like that whole part of the story is just it's just like a piece there that it's. Well, I didn't get any emotional buy into it whatsoever in this current viewing. And if I was supposed to, then I guess I blew it. I got to say, I did this last one, and it was uh, thanks to the fucking incredible scene with death. Uh, I always am so happy when that scene comes along. Uh, just when you think the movie's like running out of gas, just this mm-hmm. such a fucking cool moment comes in. And really, man, when. When Danny is is pissed off at death and he's saying he's tired of death saying who stays and who goes, he's really talking about the loss of his father. And, you know, Danny does get a little bit emotional there and I was feeling it. I also think it's fascinating that whoever gets pulled out of a movie, that's who they are in the real world. Death really <laughs> is death. Mm-hmm. So like when like when um Benedict Arnold talks about pulling Hitler out of a movie like that would be Hitler. Yeah. It's weird. It's like the 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 way that the the logic of this movie in some ways I would be very happy with a revisited uh like limited series, maybe a 10 episode hour long a piece or like eight episode thing to explore this whole world and more. Um I I would be on board with that, which it's not going to happen, but I think that there's a big um 
there's so I think that part of the, the the things that break down this movie are the things that we don't get a chance to get developed enough. And you don't want a five hour movie like this, but at the same time, like I kind of do. Oh, and also I had I actually did have a good laugh from McKellen's death when he says. I was just curious. He wasn't on any of my lists. That did make me laugh. I, I forgot about that. My list. You are, Daddy. Oh. Yeah. What a specific for... comment. Death has a list, and you're not on it. So what yeah, a fascinating he's, curiosity. He's really death. It's wild. Yeah, and Jack Slater's not real, so he's not <laughs> in that world. So sometimes these rules apply. Sometimes they don't. Who the hell knows? Uh, you're getting somewhat close to the end here. Any other points? Any other notes you guys didn't cover on this movie? Uh, you saw JCVD in there, didn't you? <laughs> damn right i did that white tux man he looks so handsome Good little richard him. popping in <laughs> <laughs> did you see Arnold Anything Schwarzen- <laughs> more dated than that yeah. like a little, a little richard cameos a big d hey, <laughs> I, I love yeah, little richard I, um, I, I, I like little richard too i just think like the fact that he would be relevant yeah. even then was kind of funny well, he's in those really, about commercials remember yeah that's true he was oh in, um, yeah all of those um <laughs> Oh, he's in some other commercial. Like Pee-wee's Playhouse? Insurance commercial. <laughs> Anyways, um, I like that when Arnold gets shot before he goes to like the back to the movie world, he makes the the no oxygen face from uh, Total Recall for a while. Yes! Oh, he's totally ah! making that face. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Great call. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> and he can, t- he can deal with the, a straight bullet shot to the chest for... <laughs> seems like maybe a couple hours the copy uh, <laughs> yeah that's yep. like he shot square in the chest and like oh i'm gonna have a bad evening here in the real world where uh getting shot i'm gonna hang on long home. enough to get <laughs> back to my home yes <laughs> pretty much but so yeah there's some liberties taken with this action movie uh but, they do slap the shit out of bridget wilson sampras character but she's supposed to kick yeah. ass too so she does kick ass she's she does kick ass and fight back. She drives that giant monster truck thing. <laughs> what? Why does yeah. she scream? Like, like? Why does she just fucking she's pre- keep screaming? What is she's, that? Well, she's, she's pre- trying to. She's pretending oh, that the guy's yeah. beating the shit out of her, so that the the henchmen in the other room think that he's beating her up as she beats him up. It's a ruse. <sighs> I, I, a I, ruse. I never put that together. Okay. okay. Oh wow! Have you That's seen this exactly? Movie? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> never put that together. Did you guys? What do you guys think of the mini disc player? The the Sony mini yeah! disc player. Like, what it. is this thing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me switch tape. Let me switch this little disc thing. I used to have those for a minute. Did you really? I, but never. Well, we had them at Specs Howard when we had to record stuff on it. I'd never seen them since. That oh, was yeah. a very brief moment in technological history. It also, wow. yeah, it also uh, reminded me of that. There was a part that. Oh crap! I just lost it. Never mind. It's gone. Oh. I had a, okay. I had a point, and I've lost it now. But I like technology. Podcasting's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was uh when he first shows up to the movie, there was that whole exchange where he he's doing all these ridiculous movie things like putting out the fuse on that dynamite. Yeah. And then uh he does it, there's a lot of quick shots there that I like. Like he's trying to grasp it, try to grasp it, and then he is able to grasp it and put out the fuse. I How gross that cool. is that theater? How gross is Ooh. that theater? The, oh, the Pandora, um, the Pandora is disgusting. It it literally <laughs> looks like it looks like it looks like a toilet that's been converted yeah. into a theater. Yeah, restroom yep. spray painted on the dirty wall. Gross. <laughs> How is it even running Slater for? How did they even get obtain that print? 
We really I know. Want, like, the filmmakers really want you to know that uh, life is hellish in the real world. But also, yeah, like this theater plays new movies and old movies. What the fuck is going on with their release schedule here? I, I well, didn't... it's early 90s. Like Slater 3 is like Batman. Just played like oh. for a year straight. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be or not to be. Yes. <laughs> not, not to, to be. be. <laughs> Hamlet's taking out Arnold. the trash. Uh, Hamlet's <laughs> taking out the trash. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well, well. I really wish I could remember what I thought there. Oh, it's I'm been a couple weeks it. since I watched it, so yeah. this is this is yeah. the longest by far. That, I deleted uh, my notes. <laughs> <laughs> by far. All right. Well, uh, Eric, you chose this movie. You want to kick it off? I'll never forget. I'll never forget uh, renting this from the Meyer Video Store every single Friday, taking it home. What I do is I'd rent this movie and then I'd rent the Sega Genesis Last Action Hero video game, oh. and I watched the movie and then play the video game, which sucked. I couldn't even get past the first level. It's horrible. All you could do is kick, you just kick the guy over Terrible. and over again, like kung fu. That's it. Terrible game, but it just made me so happy to watch it. That's the thing about this movie, man. Like, yeah, it's it's dumb. Uh, I guess dumb action um, and it, it's silly and it's all over the place, but it's just so much goddamn fun to watch. Like I look forward to each scene when it's coming uh, all the way up until the very end. Uh, for me, I think that's why the, it stands the test of time because uh, there's in jokes that, you know, for the most part still hold up and there's fun cameos and a credit to John McTiernan is like we talked about the, the action scenes are legitimately great action scenes that are shot well and that are fun uh yeah it's just a, a it's a blast to watch man it's it's so so it's a huge part of my childhood and it continues to entertain me holds up completely wow okay uh it was a big deal yes childhood fun times mm -hmm. uh, arnold schwarzenegger in his prime here he really is that's this is like in his prime because he's already done the 80s and He's going to have a little bit of a slump, in my opinion, in the part latter part of the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. End of days. Uh, uh, like Eraser. Clone one. Eraser. Uh, awful. Yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah. Not good. But, hey, you can't win them all, right, Arnold? Bottom line is Arnold Schwarzenegger will always fascinate me because, yes, he's like this big buff. You could say he's a doof. He looks like a big buff doofus, but he's not. He's a very intelligent guy, and he has a lot of uh, awareness of the world around him and what people want to see or what would intrigue people, what entertainment is. He's done big, big action movies like this one, but this movie also has a lot of the uh, depth and the meta fascinating pieces that I, I still find enjoyable today. Meta is everything now. Meta's probably jumped the shark at this point. Mm. It's out of control. But uh, mm. in a time when this was less appreciated it's probably going to stand up because of that fact. When you're a little bit ahead of the game, even if you make a lot of mistakes and you let the script be colored and rewritten by many different people, I mean, it says story by, there's multiple names, but story by and the script, right? So mm -hmm. as I totally agree with what you guys said about, yeah, there's too many cooks. And <laughs> unfortunately, that would usually be a real negative, but 
Fortunately for this movie, I don't think it is. I, even if it drags a little bit with some of the stuff that probably is necessary. Even though I talked about, you know, Mercedes Rule and Arnold falling in love in their apartment while they're <laughs> cooking breakfast for Danny at two in the afternoon, uh, it probably was it probably was necessary part of the movie. You're right. And like I'm down with that type of character building, but then it also like it doesn't seem to matter that his kid died because like that part that's trying to hook me in with well, what does it matter if my kid died because I'm not real now? I don't really know. Some of the stuff you're like, what is the point of this? What are you trying mm. to tell me? What do you want me to react to here? And that's, that's minimal enough that it doesn't bother me. It's Arnold this Prime is fun. The Danny kid is annoying. I think kids in movies are always annoying, but he's serviceable. And he actually, you know, the part where he's playing chicken with the bicycle going down the hill and he's just like, oh, I'm the comedy sidekick. I'll be fine. Yeah. Or yeah. no, oh, shit. I'm the comedy yeah, sidekick. sidekick. I'm a- <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah. That- yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's that's this movie at its best when it's mm. really making fun of movie tropes at a really like real specifically and properly. So this movie holds up. It's fun. I, I enjoy it still. Like right after that scene, uh, he's walking away with with Jack and like, and you see the moon and the moon is like it fills the whole fucking <laughs> sky. It's like it's just they take every opportunity. <laughs> To like Bruce like, Almighty move. Moon, yeah. First, I think it was the Joe versus the Volcano Moon, but yeah, um, it's oh, yeah. you know like it's like a they go they they waste no opportunity to like kind of poke fun at themselves and the way that movies are made and stuff and and yeah, there's some weaknesses here. Like, like I do think they could have taken better advantage of Jack in the in the real world. I think that the real world mm-hmm. is too much like a movie world. I think there's you know there's a few things and you know you sit down with a pen and paper and you can come up with all kinds of critiques. But this is a movie that Eric chose because it was his birthday and you wanted I'm presuming to just have fun with a movie that you already knew you enjoyed and didn't have to like have a lot of, you know tension about or whatever. And yeah, dude, like this movie, I'm always gonna love this movie. This was a this is. It doesn't like if we. I have a hard time imagining me sitting down and being like, "Oh, I found all these holes in the plot, and now I have a problem with it." Like that's not that's not the kind of movie that this is. If, if that's if that it might be a little bit of a mess is part of its charm. It's uh, it's a inventive, innovative, different film from an era that was not taking a lot of these kinds of risks with the kind of filmmakers and stars like, like Schwarzenegger that we're not really taking these kinds of risks. So I think it's a, I think it's an important time capsule for the era, for, for the genres that it represents filmmaking in general, absolutely holds up for me. And I think it should kind of be talked about more often and part of the national conversation a little bit more as far as it's uh, contributions to cinema frankly i know that's like a little lofty for fucking last action hero but i do think that it's doing some interesting things for the time period all right well there it is the last action hero Buttery nuts. Something about the diary of Anne Frank goes in there at one point. Dude, give that guy an Oscar. Oh, he yeah. must have had a heart attack after doing that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention uh, how impressed I was by the steam coming out of his ears. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. I was looking closely. It looked like it was coming out of his ears. Uh, by the way, here's a quick list of people we didn't mention who are... Oh, by the way, did you did you see uh, uh, Noah Emmerich in the background as that cop? No. I noticed that. No. I in that. the opening scene, I believe. 
That's like funny. when the, the chief is yelling out orders, I was like, oh, that's Noah Emmerich from Truman Show. There he <laughs> is. Funny. The opening scene, by the way, like it's so oh. that was so the era. Like, oh, here's a bunch of cop cars. They're all going to get blown mm. up now. We're going to watch like 40 <laughs> cops get murdered in one scene. <laughs> that was the era. Yes. Yep. I seriously, I wish I took a picture. I mentioned this to the text thread. On Friday at the Lions game, I saw a row on <laughs> Brush Street or whatever it is right there at Comerica and Ford Field in downtown Detroit. It was literally 25 straight Michigan State police cruisers really? uh, parked on the side of the street. 25. I'm not exaggerating. A it could have been more. And it made me think of the opening of Jack Slater in the movie <laughs> Dude, right away with all it. the unnecessary amount. <laughs> I just took a picture of it. I totally blew it. I got a present for you, pigs. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's great. So there was, yeah. We didn't mention uh, Melvin Van Peoples has a cameo in this movie. Yeah, ambulance. Sharon Stone. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sharon Stone, Maria. Sh we mentioned that uh, Robert Patrick. Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, Robert Patrick. Chris Connolly, who was like a big MTV guy once upon a time. Lisa <laughs> Gibbons, that, MC Hammer. Lisa MC Lisa Hammer wants to be on the soundtrack. Later oh, yeah. MC Hammer. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Jim Belushi was ripping on Arnold. Thinks he's lame. That was funny. So good yeah. job, Jim Belushi. I think that was funny. Yeah, all these uh, years later. All these years. All right. Well, I, but wow. you know what? You never really saw MC Hammer without his sunglasses on very often. I, he's, he, you know what I mean? Like, in the, especially oh, in that time, you would never always, see his eyes. He always had his sunglasses on. I mean, like, I didn't even know what the man's face looked like. I, until no, he I, I thought that was Bobby Brown until Mike just said that. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't it's alone. MC no. Hammer. MC Quite. Hammer. Can't touch that's, his dude. Well, that's the top half of his Too table. legit to quit. Too sure legit to quit. Too legit to quit. Too legit to tuna fish. Tuna, fish, and chips. Hey, hey. All right. So there it is. Last action hero. Great call, Eric. I'm glad you chose it. Next yeah. week, we're going to have on some big timers, people who are known in this industry as quality podcasting slash streamers. Not, like not, I mean, not even close to us. No one comes close to us. Oh, Matt Wilson saying, when Slater is told to lose the gun and just drops a pile of weapons, reminds me of Leslie Nielsen in the Naked Gun. Yeah, that's, that's a good call, Leslie. Matt. Hilarious. Come on. We got lucky. One piece, yeah. Jack. <laughs> so, yeah. So, next week, we got a big time crew coming in. What do we got, Eric? What's happening? Yeah, we're going to be joined by fellas from the Raiders of the Lost podcast. These guys are, are they're big timers. So, we got really uh, lucky and uh, we really appreciate them responding to uh, our request. And it's going to be a fun show, man. Um, they picked a movie that's been on my short list, so I'm really excited, man. Uh, oh, sounds like collusion, collusion. No, 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 no. I, I hadn't. I didn't say a jack shit. <laughs> I gave them. I gave them the rules. You know what we like to adhere to, and they they came through with something uh, interesting, man. Uh, the rare science fiction drama that you don't really see a lot of. Uh, and I'm excited, man, because we're going back to 1997 for. Uh, um, they already did that. Did. That was, you know what? I got to be honest. That was their first pick. And I had to remind them that episode 21, we did Gattaca. Right, so they, yeah. they came back with uh, a film directed by Bob Zemeckis based on the 1985 oh! Carl Sagan classic yes! book, Contact. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Okay. Great call. I'm excited, Great man. Call. I've been wanting to do this one. That's cool. All right. We have a lot to talk Me about. Me too. I've been thinking about that one too. I'm, that's Great call. This cast like is out of control. Tom David Scare, Moore, Jake Busey, David Morse, James Woods, Bill Fickner, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Angela John Hurt. John Hurt. Jenna Malone did a really good job playing uh, a young Jodie Foster in that one. That was one of her right, first man. roles, as I recall. Oh. It's been a long time. Okay. And yeah, I rented this many, many times. Wow. All right, cool. Uh, 
Randy says, can't wait for you guys to pick No Country for Old Men. I'm sure someone has a hell of a lot, a hell of a hot take about that masterpiece. It's this, me. That guy. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a tricky one, yeah. Yeah, I know how he feels about Leland's death. It could be a hot take uh, for sure. With the whole fucking movie, frankly. Yeah, oh I think, Travis, you might find a common friend in myself. Oh, we never talked about it before. I, highly overrated movie, in my opinion. Masterpiece. That's my hot AB. take. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I'm wow. I love the Coen Brothers. We can make yeah, some people really unhappy with that with yeah. that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll come up. Yeah, Randy, I like it. Good idea. All right. Well, we've done it. Thanks so much, the Cinema Night hey. Podcast. Uh, Thank all of you. Not you. Yeah. Too. Everybody else. Oh, uh, none of us. Yeah, we didn't do anything. <laughs> we th- we thrive because you guys make the show what it is. So make sure if you like what we do, the five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well. Help the show grow. And boy, it's just so great to be back, guys. I'm glad we got to do the show. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. Eric, for this. Oh, great stream, guys, says Randy. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, we Randy. appreciate Thank that. You, Randy. Glad to have you here. Subscribe to the YouTube. And until next time, for Travis, Eric, I'm Michael. Bye. This man is not dead. <laughs> <laughs>